Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, it's your lucky day. It is the Low J Book Club today. And um, Alan Eskins, who's a best-selling author who happens to live here in the Twin Cities, uh, he's been on our show before. He's written amazing books, but his latest book, The Stolen Hours. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Hi, ladies. Thanks for having me. And the audience is applauding. I'm showing our YouTube people that don't watch because we think we're live, but we aren't. (laughs) Um, Your book. (laughs) But I did do this on Instagram. You can see the book cover. Oh. I I didn't even let Alan say hi when got him in the in the lobby and I'm like I love this book. You made me believe in reading again because I've been (laughs) listening to so many books. I haven't physically read one. This book kept me such good company this weekend. I loved it. Oh, so glad to hear that. Uh, that's what I want to hear is, is that people pick it up and, and finish it and want to read it and walk away feeling that they've enjoyed it. Alan, I have felt this way, and I think Julia is too, too, about every book you've written. What number is this? This is number seven. Number seven. And your books are, they're not, like, this one is a, a mystery crime thriller, but like the last book we talked to, Nothing More Dangerous, was kind of a coming of age and just really an amazing yeah, I, I, I bounce around a bit. Um, the way my books are connected is they all derive from a, a, a common group of people, um, people that I wrote about in my debut novel, The Life We Bury. So um, in The Life We Bury, Joe Talbert, my protagonist, meets a girl, and they become boyfriend-girlfriend. That girl's name is Lila Nash. She then becomes the protagonist for book seven. So I, I take these secondary characters from books and start telling their stories as I go forward. And of course, this was the plan initially. It, it was accidental and planned. Mm-hmm. Um, it was planned in that I, I like doing a strong character arc where my protagonist goes through a crucible throughout the book. And by the end of the book, they're changed. And because of that, I don't write what a standard mystery writer might do is to have a single protagonist go from book to book. So by jumping around with secondary characters... I keep it in a common community, but at the same time, I allow each new character to have a new crucible, a new a new journey. How do you keep oh, track no. of all this? Uh, I have I outline. You um, do. I outline very uh, intensely when I do a novel because I I want to know as much about the plot and the people as I can before I sit down to start typing. I never get writer's block because I have a roadmap. I now know where this novel's going. Okay. So, um, yeah, outlining for me really is important. It is. Okay, so, now, you just reminded us, because we were talking about The Life We Bury. Was that your first book? That was my de- debut, debut novel, yes. Novel. Mm-hmm. So I watched Stillwater this weekend. and um, The Matt Damon movie. Matt Damon movie. Mm-hmm. And I can see why that movie had a hard time finding an audience when it was released and also kind of the depressing material and the twists that it takes in it, but it's a good movie. And, um, but he's packing to go to France to visit his daughter in Marseille. And he puts in the trade paperback of the life we bury in his duffel bag. Yeah. Seven how minutes. Did that, how did that happen? Um, I got an email back in 2019 um, from a producer saying, we'd like to have this book in the movie. And I said, yes. And then I forgot about it. And oh. I, I, I didn't know the name of the movie, and I, I, I may have known it was a Matt Damon movie, but um, then when the movie came out, people on Facebook started messaging me saying, did you know your book is in this movie? And I forgot. It's like, I think I recall an email from some time back, and uh, so I found the email. And yeah, they, they had asked for permission, and uh, um, they it's it's like... It's just it's dead center of the screen for a couple seconds. It is. So and, cool. and Tom McCarthy, who directed this movie, who did Spotlight, I mean, that had to be a deliberate choice to 
zone in on that cover too like it it was i believe and i'm just speculating here but the movie is about um whether or not this person is wrongfully convicted of a mm-hmm. crime and that's also the plot line behind the life we bury yeah. so i think there was just the subtle tie-in now i have been dying to see the life we bury in movie theaters um, but I was kind of hoping to see more than just the cover. Right. Yes. Um, but I, I'm, it's a step. I, I, it's a step. It's a step. It's a step. So if you're just joining us, we're with um, best-selling author Alan Askins, and the latest book is The Stolen Hours. Stolen Hours. So give everybody the setup, Alan. Okay. So uh, The Stolen Hours takes place um, eight years after the life we bury. Uh, Lila Nash, who was in college in that book, has finished college. She's gone to law school. She's taking the bar exam and she's waiting for her bar exam results. And she's got her dream job, which is uh, the prosecutor in Minneapolis for Hennepin County. And in The Life We Bury, I talk about this traumatic event that happened in her life. And in subsequent novels, I mention it um, and, and talk about it a little more, but I've never had Lila deal with it. Um, it's always, there's you know, this trauma that happened to her is just kind of hanging out there. They never found the people that did it. And she's prosecuting this case that has echoes of this crime that happened against her. And it awakens in her these feelings of, you know, what happened to me back then? And she then goes on this mission to try and find out what happened to her um, back when she was in high school. It's so, it's so good. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on right now where people are listening to books on Audible versus reading a book. And I've kind of been in the listening thing but there is your book I sat down and I read and there's such a different experience reading a book and experiencing and imagining it versus the narrator reading it to you with their voice. It was just such a fabulous experience for me. I just can't tell you how much I enjoy this book. I think people should do it for book clubs. It's so good. Would be a good one. It's I so think good. So too. Well, it's also you have you you narrate the book is also told from the standpoint of, you know, the psycho yes. um guy. Yeah. And is that fun to write? A psycho guy who's like would you call this guy a total sociopath, psychopath? Where where is Gavin? Yeah. Uh, I, I would say he's he's sociopathic mm-hmm. um, and smart and smart. Yes. So um, the story is told from three points of view. Lila Nash is one. Uh, Gavin Spencer is the second one, and then the third one is Nikki Vang. Now, mm-hmm. Nikki Vang is also a secondary character from previous novels. Um, she's a, a homicide detective, and um, so it, in writing Gavin's role, his his story, when I write, I like to go deep into my daydreaming and like inhabit my characters. And so here I am in my basement, just walking in the shoes of this complete psychopath. But it was so much fun um, because as a former criminal defense attorney, I, you know, I'd watch shows like forensic files and, and watch how clumsily people commit crimes and think, you know, if I were going to commit, commit the perfect crime, here's what I would do. Right. And so this allowed me to, take that daydream and actually bring it to fruition in the form of, you know, this character of Gavin Spencer. It, oh gosh. Yeah. Cause I was just like, Oh my God. You really How did, did you think of all of the this? eyes and cover the teeth, yeah. you know, because seriously there was nothing left unturned that would lead it back to him. Um, and that was so cool to watch how um, smart the women were. Yes. The female detective and the female lawyer, how smart they mm-hmm. were to come and look at things from a different way that the men didn't look at. I did that intentionally. Um, so this is my first 
female protagonist. So novel number seven, but it's my first female protagonist novel. And I was a bit nervous about writing a female protagonist because I am obviously not a female. Um, so I, in the year I was preparing for to write this novel, I was, and I listened to most of my novels instead of reading them, but uh, I was listening to a, a, a solid list of female writers writing female protagonists. And I would throw in a male writer every now and again to see how they compared. Um, but I wanted to get a real in-depth understanding of, of how to write a female protagonist. Um, and I, the reviews that have been coming in have been really solid in terms of that, that I achieved what did, I was trying yeah. to do. Big time. Yeah, okay. Big really time. Did. It was really cool. Um, so why do you listen versus read? Um, I think I am undiagnosed ADD. Well, same. Yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> when I open up a book, my Davy, my, my mind is just reeling and my imagination will take a word or phrase or sentence and zip, I'm out of the book. Mm-hmm. And it takes me forever to finish a book because I, I, I'm, my daydreams keep pulling me out. So when I have an audio book, that's, that, that's, that's the, the cadence and I stay with it because someone's telling me the story. So that's, it, that's why I do it. Yeah. Uh, you should feel very honest because I have ADD so bad and I, your first sentence grabs you in this book and I... It's because when I listen, I feel like I have to do something. I'm always doing something. You're driving or you're walking. You're mm-hmm. doing something just to read. You get to sit and be still. So I think that's the joy. Blah, right. blah, blah, blah. I could go on forever. I know. But what's oh. the last great book you read? Yeah. Oh. Um, or heard, listen to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the Cuckoo Land. Um, oh, Cloud Cuckoo Land. Yeah, Anthony Cuckoo Land. Dorr. Was that yes. good? It I, sounds so crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Sure. Um so the first half of it, I'm thinking, I'm not sure about this book. Right. But then as... It comes together? As it starts to come together, you find yourself, I, you know, I, I got to go back and, and hear what's happening happening with this plot or that, that plot. There's multiple plots, multiple timelines. And within a single timeline, there's multiple timelines. So there's, you know, character A, it'll be present day character A, and then also the past of character A and the future of character A. Um, it is... It was hard to follow at first, but once you get into you know the, the kind of the rhythm of mm-hmm. what Anthony was doing, uh, I really enjoyed it. He's the guy who wrote All the Light You Cannot oh, See, which, which we is love. Which we love. Yes. Oh, gosh. Um, have, okay. you, have you ever met another author and been starstruck? Yes, I have. <laughs> um, who was it? Uh, there's been a number of them. Um, Lee Childs I met. Uh, yeah. I met Tom Franklin, who most people don't know, but he was influential in my becoming a writer in terms of uh, he wrote very literary mysteries, uh, literary type mysteries and, and literary stories. And I, I was at a conference where I won the Barry award for, I think it was the life of Barry, uh, but no, it's a different novel. I, one of my other novels, but I won the Barry award and I'm at the bar after the conference and someone taps me on the shoulder. I turn around and there's Tom Franklin this congratulations and I couldn't talk and when oh I finally when I finally could talk I just blather it's like oh I, 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 I love your work he's like oh that's awesome yeah though. I just always wonder about that I thought well surely other you know authors must get just as starstruck by uh, I, their I was know. in New York City for the Edgar Awards for the Life of Barry and I'm in a room I was this far away from as I am from you guys from Stephen King oh and my god yeah I wanted to go take a selfie with Stephen King, but nobody was taking selfies with Stephen King, so I didn't. Yeah, I know. Oh, that, it's time about that does make you not want to do it. It's fun it. to be like, the nerd, though, in class. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they're, I kind of, they're kind of flattered. 
I, I hope so. I, yeah. I would think at his level, he probably right. gets tired of it. But yeah. right. Alan, how do people, uh, what's the best way like, to find out? Are you doing any book um, signings or what's happening with the COVID thing? Because of COVID, I'm doing very few. Okay. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm kind of wrapping them up, wrapping up right now. But mm-hmm. uh, um, I, I have, I'm doing Bookstube, on, which is a virtual uh, thing. You can find it on Bookstube mm-hmm. on Facebook. I'm doing that virtually on Thursday. Um, and then I think I'm done until okay. the spring. I'm going to Savannah for the Savannah Book Festival. Um, in February. What a lovely time to go uh, there. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Not that I will miss, want to get out of Minnesota, but right. uh, at that time <laughs> of year, it's not a bad time to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to Savannah. I'm, I've, I put a lot of stuff in the spring, library events and yeah. stuff like that, because my hope is that, you know, COVID will have leveled out by then. Right. Um, but so yeah, so tw- follow you on Twitter or follow, Facebook? On Twitter. Um, it's either Alan Eskins or A. Eskins. Mm-hmm. Um, at different locations. So like I think Twitter it's at A Eskins, but I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Insta. uh, I didn't Instagram. See you on, are you on Instagram? Because I did a thing today. I didn't I see am you. On Instagram, What's yes. your is it A Eskins? I think it's A Eskins. Oh, that's damn. what it is. Right. Alan, thank you so much for coming in. It's just so great to see you. And we really did love reading the stolen oh. hours and we'll read everything that you write and we'll I watch hope the for the life, movie. The life we bury, I hope we see it on the big screen. I do too. Whenever that happens. <laughs> but it, great to see you. Thanks for inviting me back and uh hope to see you guys again soon. Absolutely. Uh, wonderful. We, we have two copies of the book. Um, give us a buzz if you haven't gotten a book from us lately, 651-641-1071, and we'll be right back.